Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. I'm your host, Mallory Allen. Whether you find yourself in the joys or the messes of mom life, we want to encourage you to remain faithful as you join us every Wednesday in creating a community of real moms, real stories, and real truth based on the Word of God. Welcome to the Faithful 31 Moms podcast. I'm your host, Mallory Allen, and today I have a special guest with me, Courtney Clark. Welcome, Courtney. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so glad that you could join us. Uh, Courtney and I have a lot of history together. We went to Union University. That's our college. I hate to say, but it's been like over 10 years ago. We're kind of giving our age away there, but Time kind of flies and marriage and having babies and all kinds of things has made that time fly, don't you think? Yes, definitely. So right from the start, freshman year, Courtney and I, I knew that we were going to be friends when I met her. We had kind of a small group of friends of girls that we all went out to eat one night. I don't know if you remember this, Courtney. And I knew after that dinner, I think it was like at Logan's or somewhere, I can't remember, uh, I knew that we were going to be friends. Uh, she is kind and loyal. She can be a little bit like geeky sometimes. She overall is just a great leader and she loves Jesus. She loves the Lord so much. And I, she's fun. And so we just knew that we were going to be friends early on. And then we both married Josh's. We have that in common. Like a week apart, right? <laughs> a week apart, right? Yeah, like a week apart. I think your wedding was like right after my honeymoon. Yeah. So we both married Josh's and then we both became moms about the same time too, yeah. because I had Jake in 2013 and then you adopted Olivia in 2013. What month was that? Uh, she was born in April. April. Yeah. So Olivia was born in April and then Jake was born in June. So we entered marriage and motherhood together right around the same time and so you know we've just always had a lot in common and I was thinking back to memories that I have with you and I was thinking about how Jake was like awful with colic I don't know if you remember this it just would cry 24 7 unless he was like moving in the car or in a stroller and I think Courtney was just dying to get out of the house and so we would go and stroll them around the union campus like this is like post us being out of college but we both ended up in Jackson a few years where our college was and I can just remember us walking them around and around union campus I think it was more for our own sanity as new moms probably good birth control for all the college students (laughs) (laughs) probably so a lot of life has happened since Courtney and I have met each other, but all in all, this journey of parenthood and of marriage, I've really always looked up to and admired you, Courtney, and I think that you have a lot of wisdom that you're going to be able to share with us today. But before we get to that, I wanted the listeners to get to know you a little bit better themselves, so I have just a couple of fun questions that I wanted to ask you. Okay, number one, if you could give one house chore away what would it be? Laundry. I hate laundry. laundry. (laughs) I do too. Oh man. And ironing. I don't know which one it'd be. It's just never ending. It never stops. So if somebody else could do it, that'd be awesome. Yes, I agree. Number two, 
you have four kids. You'll share about that later. So do you have a minivan or an SUV? SUV. We actually traded it in um, last summer from the minivan to the SUV. And I'm so, so thankful for the SUV. (laughs) Okay. What about, do you prefer to bake or cook or maybe neither? Baking. You've always baked. I remember you baking back in college. Okay, what about in your house? Do you prefer real candles or do you do like diffusers? I have a diffuser that I use most of the time, but at Christmas, I pull out the real candles. Oh, yeah. Okay, what about when you're going to the grocery store or planning a birthday party for your kids? Just some examples. Are you typically like a list maker and like a big preparation type person or do you just kind of fly by the seat of your pants and do it things last minute definitely list and most of the time it's (laughs) color-coded oh man you're funny that's how you were in college too okay what about you're from Alabama uh Birmingham Vestavia to be specific do you like sweet tea? We've got Milo's. The sweet tea thing is like a typical Alabama, like, you know, reputation. Do you like sweet tea or do you not like it? And you kind of prefer like coffee or something else as your caffeine? Um, I love sweet tea, but I also have normally a cup or two of coffee in the mornings. So just to survive all the caffeine all that the- I can possibly have. okay yes I'm the same way and I also have to have a coke every now and then too all right so Courtney today in a little bit more serious sharing she um like I said before she has four kids and she is going to share with us how her family has grown into a total of six with her and Josh it's been different ways um that the lord has brought and so her her story is a blessing and i just want you to hear that um for this first podcast to kind of get an intro into who courtney is before we continue to share more so courtney take it away thanks um yeah so like mal said um my husband josh and i got married in 2010 um so a little over 10 years now um And we were like 22 and 24 when we got married. And so we kind of did, I think a lot of people our age did and said, we're going to wait two years and then we'll talk about having kids or starting our family. Um, We were both in grad school, um, just starting out with jobs. And so um, that was kind of our plan going in. Um, But a little over a year after we we just celebrated our first anniversary, the Lord just really started laying adoption on both of our hearts. Um, and another fun fact about me is that I have never remembered my dreams. Um, like I'll wake up happy or scared or something, but I have no clue what I dreamed about. And so I've always thought, how cool would it be for the Lord to speak to me in a dream just because I never even remembered them. And so um, that fall of 2011, Um, There was about a two week span where I had the same dream probably five or six times and I woke up and I remembered it. Um, And we were in a house and there were kids running up and down the stairs. And then I was holding um, a baby 
up against my chest and like the baby was asleep like on my chest and I remember I don't really know how but I knew that um, these were kids that I had they were my kids but they were not kids that I had given birth to um, and I had no idea what that meant I thought this was literally one of the craziest experiences of my life um, that doesn't really happen a lot in this part of the world anymore. And so I kind of <laughs> no, it um, but I, I just didn't know what it meant. And so um, kind of the other side of that, the Lord is really speaking to my husband, Josh, and he had four or five things happen over the same two week span where the Lord just really clearly laid adoption on his heart as well. Um, so the end of that kind of two weeks, we get on the same page and realize um, that this is very clearly something that the Lord is leading us to. He had led us separately towards adoption and was leading us together as well. Um, and so we spent most of 2012, so our kind of second year of marriage, um, really pursuing adoption. Um, we started adopting internationally. Um, we we're going to adopt from Russia. And we're doing all the paperwork and all the prep and all the training and all those things that come with adoption. And we got a referral for a little boy who was three um, on Halloween day. And we were actually at, uh, my husband was a children's minister at the time. And we were at the um, like trunk or treat carnival. And I got a phone call from our social worker with his referral. Um, which was pretty typical of our life at that point. And so we were thrilled. Um, and the first week of December, we traveled to Russia and met our little boy um, and spent a week with him and filed all of our paperwork. Um, and then as we were coming home, um, Russia and US relations basically just fell apart. And in the process of that, Russia banned adoptions, um, Russian adoptions for the United States. And so we spent the next few weeks and kind of up into a month um, trying to figure out if there was any way that we could bring son home. We had um, legal rights to him at this point, and we had financially invested a lot in this process. And so um, we had met with government officials. We had you know, meetings with senators, we filed human rights court cases. I mean, we pursued every possible avenue that we could think of to figure out how to bring Josiah home. Um, but the Lord just very clearly shut that door. Um, and I remember the end of January, this was um, January 2013. Um, I remember sitting there and just thinking, Lord, like, did I miss it? I knew so clearly you know, a year and a half before that God was calling us to adoption, but I just didn't understand where we had gone wrong. We felt so um, secure. It was one of those times in our marriage where we were both on the same page the whole time. And I just didn't know what the Lord was doing, um, if that makes sense at all. And so, yeah, um, we spent 40 days praying. We really didn't know what else to do. And we felt like that had worked in the Bible a lot. And so we were going to give it a shot. Um, <laughs> and we prayed um, just very clearly that the Lord would direct our steps. Um, we had um, very limited resources at this point, And we had also just been through a lot. I mean, we still really felt like Josiah was our child and we still wanted to leave open any opportunity we had to have a relationship with him um, or to ultimately bring him home. And so we were led to um, an agency in Memphis um, 
that did um, domestic adoptions and um, were given an opportunity in April of 2013 to adopt a baby girl. Um, and so Olivia came into our life um, and we were absolutely thrilled. I mean, just seeing the Lord's hand in, in so many ways of how he provided for us and directed our steps. And even though our journey was full of a lot of heartbreak um, in not understanding why things happened the way they did with Josiah, ultimately we know that if we hadn't been through, if things hadn't ended the way they had with Josiah, we would not have Olivia. Um, and so there was just this overwhelming sense of peace um, that this was exactly where the Lord had had called us to be. Um, and so a year later, we knew that there was a need for adoptive families. And so we turned our paperwork back in. Um, and in October of 2014, um, we brought our son home um, and were given the opportunity to adopt him as well. Um, and we were we had two kids really close together and so life was hard and chaotic um but just filled with so much blessing um i remember i remember when you um when you couldn't tell us about judah the second one and you called us like when it was like happening like the day of or the week of yeah. or something like that and we were all like what like yeah we weren't another, anything like, another one he ended up being really early um and so it just it was like a crazy um but he was born in october of that year um and so we were just having a lot of fun um but kind of in the in the midst of all of that i had been helping a lot of health problems um and as we started trying to figure out what was going on, it started leading us down this journey of infertility um, that we really had not pursued because we were focused on Josiah's adoption and then Olivia's. Um, and so for a while, we kind of felt like, okay, maybe we try walking this infertility journey. Um, and after Judah was born, the Lord just gave both of us this piece that we were okay. Um, I didn't, um, I really, the Lord really took away the desire to, um, pursue, um, fertility treatments or anything like that. And we just felt like if the Lord wants us to get pregnant, we will, um, but we're not going to keep pursuing that. Um, we were okay if our family continued to go through adoption. And that was fine with us. Um, but in May of 2015, so at this point, I have a uh, two-year-old and a six-month-old. Um, I found out that I was pregnant, um, much to everyone's surprise, including my doctors. Um, and then a few months later, we added um, a second son to our family, Micah. Um, and so we had two, we had three kids, two and under. Um, again, life is crazy. My husband took a new job. And so we are going back and forth working um, to find a house and things like that. And I all of a sudden started getting car sick. Um, turns out <laughs> I wasn't car sick. I was pregnant again with Asher, our number four, um, who joined our family in 2017. And so um, we ended up with four kids four under four 
um, oh, wow. which was crazy. Um, I love it now. Now they are seven, six, five, and three. Um, and they're just such good friends and have so much fun playing together. And so it's such a blessing to have them as close as they are. Um, so yeah, we love it. Um, I think the other thing that kind of happened with our family as our family was growing, um, in the adoption world, you do a lot of prep before you bring a, a child into your home. And so there's a lot of training and preparing. Um, and because we were going international initially, most of our preparation and training was on kids who are coming out of institutional care, out of orphanages. Um, but that didn't happen. We ended up adopting newborns and they were both African-American. And so we kind of were, I felt really behind. I wanted to be the best mom to them that I could be. Um, and I knew that I needed to get caught up. Um, I think before this point, I had lived this life where I had the privilege of thinking that um, America was post-racist, that we had done the civil rights movement, we had moved on, we were doing great. And I was not aware of um, many of the injustices that happened in the world until I started raising children who did not look like me and who were black. Um, and so as our family grew, we quickly became an interracial family and the Lord just really began working on both of our hearts um, and giving us a desire to figure out how to raise um, our black children and also how to raise our white children um, in a way where they saw the value of people. Um, they saw how people were made in the image of God um, and how we could, could teach them to, um, to love each other well. And so that has really been the journey of our family um, over the past seven years. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for sharing all that, Courtney. And I will just go ahead and throw this in there too, that we are on Zoom. Courtney is in Birmingham and I'm in Memphis. So if there's any little glitches in our sound, that's what that's from. But Courtney is someone who I can still remember, Courtney, when you uh, like even studied or watched YouTube videos or something about how to even do Olivia's hair because you felt like behind in that, you know, yeah. when you had her and how to specifically do all those, the, the braids and all the things. Um, and, you know, Courtney's just someone that I've looked up to because when, like she said, we have not arrived in America in racial issues. And as things have come up, especially in these last couple of years with police things and just having a, a our black first black president and all these things um that have that have brought up these subjects um especially in the white American church um Courtney is somebody that I've looked to that has stayed up on these current events but more importantly um because of the fact that she's raising Olivia and Judah she wants to be knowledgeable, but also be as close to the Lord in these subjects about 
not only loving all races, but loving all people. And that's something that me and Courtney have been talking about, just how we can, as moms, encourage you out there. Like, you may want to teach your kids more about racial issues or about, hey, there are you know, Hispanics, blacks, whites, and so many other types of people that may be in your classroom at school or that we see out at the grocery store or wherever you may be, but you just don't really know how to approach the subject. Or we talked about kids with handicaps, like Courtney, I think you've mentioned blindness and, you know, um, a child in a wheelchair and things like that. These are all subjects that kids, they notice. And so next week in our podcast, we are going to have Courtney back and we are going to unpack from a biblical standpoint how we can teach our kids to see color, to see differences and love them from the way that God loves us. And so this is a subject that I'm so excited about and that I am personally convicted about to do more with my own boys, Jake and James. And so, Courtney, I really appreciate you being willing to join us back next week as we unpack that subject of, like she said, teaching your kids to value and to love all the differences in all types of people, um, because that is so important. That is part of the gospel. So please don't miss that. Um, Join us back next week as we unpack that subject. So thank you for coming on today, Courtney, and telling us about your family and your journey. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. And thank you all so much for listening today. And don't forget to go and follow us everywhere on social media at Faithful31Moms and subscribe to our podcast. That'd be great. Leave us a rating or a comment. Let us know um, how we're doing today. And I hope that you all have a wonderful day and we will see you back next week for our next interview with Courtney. Thank you. Faithful 31 Moms is produced in association with Love Worth Finding Ministries, built on the profound biblical teaching of Pastor Adrian Rogers. Please visit our website, faithful31moms.com, for all interview show notes. And follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Faithful31Moms. That's faithful31moms.com.